And welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I am a mere figment of your imagination. First time listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. We hope you stick around. Do keep in mind, no matter what it is you do choose to believe, we admire you for your curiosity. Joining us tonight is Mr. Max Egan. He makes his return. He, in fact, is a veteran of the program, a very respected researcher and activist, all the way from down under. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing us into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Hello to you out there. Hope you are well. Hello to the chat room. Hello to those who only listen to the podcast rendition of the program. Thank you incredibly for your support. Mr. Mike Hideous also joins us here tonight. He has drawn assignment yet again. And of course, let's try to bring him in right now before we bring in Mr. Max Egan. Let's see. Mike, how are you, my friend? Maybe Mike can't hear me. Oh, that happens every now and then. Everyone gets muted and then unmuted. That's the funny part of this. And of course, yes, hello to you out there. Sarah, Dylan, yes, welcome aboard. And of course, uh, Max, how are you? Max? Did we lose Max already? That's not a good sign, boys and girls. We have already lost contact with Mr. Max Egan. Unless he has somehow fallen deep into a hole somewhere. I don't know. I really don't know what happened to Max. Oh, yeah. Mike is saying he's here. Yes, Mike. I'm not quite sure why we cannot hear you all of a sudden. And yes, blessings to all from the UK. Yeah, thank you so much, Julie. That's very kind of you. Uh, Max, are, are you out there yet, Max? Very odd. We can't hear Max. Very strange. Regardless, I do want to thank all of you for being a part of the program here yet again. And uh, yeah, Max, I, I'm not sure why I can't hear you. He's typing away. Can you hear me now? Now we could hear you. How, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I wonder what that was all about. I don't know what happened. You were there a moment ago. Okay. All right. All good. I'm here now. Very nice. Nice to talk to you again, brother. Yeah. So good to hear from you, Max. It's been uh, not too long, but regardless, so much has happened in such a short time, Max. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Very nice. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. The world is moving so fast. I mean, I was going to have time off. I had time off my show in November. I was, I've been doing a weekly show for 13 years, and I thought I'd have a bit of, bit of a break. And then since then, I've been putting out shows like five, six, seven times a week. It's just crazy. And you can record some stuff and upload it, and by the time you've uploaded it, it's old news and the world's changed again. That's right. It's crazy how quick everything is moving. It really is. And, of course, I really enjoyed our last conversation. We discussed all sorts of things, and we are beginning to see what the meaning behind a lot of these uh, psyops are and were. 
Yeah, and you know, there's massive psyop going on at the moment. All these riots and uh, civil unrest we're seeing in the United States is so contrived and such a distraction from the the you know the, the greater situation. Um, you know, all this this whole concept that it's it's about you know the death of George Floyd, which which is ridiculous. I mean, that's what sparked it, but that was, of course, pushed by paid rioters that came in and Antifa and, you know, all of these, these forces which are completely, you know, the opposite of what they say. Just a big st- destabilization mechanism. You know, and what we were talking about last time was, was, you know, I was saying how the food trucks are going to break down, the supply chains are breaking down. That's, that's something, you know, one of the most important things. And all these riots are doing is destroying all the infrastructure locally, making, you know, every town a dangerous place to be. Right. Which is going to just, you know, compound that problem. It's, uh, it's very sad to see and it's so contrived. Yeah. And there's a bigger issue. We are, while this is all going on, they're still rolling out all the 5G stuff. They're still spraying massively in the sky. Um, there's huge programs going on. Um, geoengineering programs and, you know, electromagnetic programs and, all sorts of stuff they're rolling out on the back of this while people are distracted. So there's a lot going on at the moment. Incredible, incredibly fast year, you know? Right. We've had all the right ingredients for civil unrest here in America. We got all the ingredients for a civil war in America as, as well as a world war. Even in Australia, I've seen a rally going on out there, a very large rally. It's made its way to Australia even. I'm, I'm quite surprised. Yeah, 30,000 people in Brisbane yesterday. 30,000 people just in Brisbane. I didn't even hear about it. I didn't even know it was on. So they're managing to um, keep the information contained. I mean, had I known it was on, I would have gone there. I would have tried to get up and, and say a few words. But I didn't even know it was on. And still, there were 30,000 people there. But, of course, I mean, I'm barred from Facebook and uh, a few other platforms. So... It's difficult for me to get messages that way. I imagine it was probably promoted on Facebook or something like that. But, yeah, I didn't even hear about it. But a lot of people are getting it. And, you know, there's there's a really insidious undertone to this as well. I mean, the way George Floyd was was murdered so brutally and it was, was, you know, specifically captured on camera, I wouldn't even be surprised if the people who filmed it were cops. I mean, I don't know. But it it seems to be – very strange that a video that graphic would get filmed and put up there if it wasn't meant to be there. And, you know, the whole concept that it's it's just about um, attacking black people, a couple of days ago there was a, that video of them pushing that white man down and right. cracking his skull open on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah so, that's the whole thing. It, and it's, it's all crap. Yeah, it's it's about it's about showing the people that the the police are violent, putting the people against the police. They want the reaction from the people against the police. And now there's talk about well, we we can't have police being like this, so we need to disband the uh, Minnesota police force where George Floyd was killed. And we and there's talk about pulling a hundred million dollars in funding from the LA Police Department. So they're gradually phasing these people out as well. These, and I've often said, you know, you guys who are repressing us, you know, you take your uniform off and you're standing with us. And now a bunch of these guys are about to be de-uniformed. Right. And they're going to be put back into the people. And this is going to pave the way for, you know, the privatization of the police force, possibly even like martial law for a while and then move into a privatized police force, which will eventually move into AI. Eventually, there won't be any cops. There'll be there'll be robots. It'll be like um, what was that movie um, where they had the the ring up above? 
the, the was, uh, Matt Damon and the, they had the robotized cops and that, um, they had the ring above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elysium. Elysium, Elysium, be like that, be like yep. cops like that. We'll get into you go, that you go for sure. A place and you've got a little robot head sitting there talking to you and you've got to say the right thing and it'll pick up on you, you know, read your body temperature and all that sort of stuff so it'll know when you're stressed out and you'll get, you know, there'll be no human interaction, it'll be all robots, that's the way they want to push it. And the people will want it because they, oh, we can't have these brutal cops, you know. Right. And they're already that's pushing it. out the robot dogs and they're pushing out the little robots walking around the supermarkets now, you know, moving around, checking on shoppers and you know, making it look like a click bot at home, you know, all these you know, ways of getting it in there. And that that's the way I, they'll eventually try to push it. I think. Definitely. And I'm glad you mentioned that as we will jump into that a little bit further as we continue. But just to wrap up with uh, Australia really quickly here, I did manage to uh, find the clip of news that I did want to play for the listeners and for you as well, Max. But um, just to just to finish up my, my thought really quickly Again, it, it is quite interesting to see Australia also getting involved from the looks of it. And it seems to have uh, gone uh, peacefully. I'm not quite sure. I haven't read anything else in regards to the outcome. And, of course, I was asked recently if there if there were any rallies going on out here in my area. But, again, I live in a very small town, population of maybe like 44,000, perhaps, but from what I witnessed uh, in your area, Max, everyone seemed to have uh, worn a mask and everything was uh, peaceful all the way down under. Well, yeah, it was. It seemed to be that rally. You know, I don't quite know what the rally was for, though. You know, was the rally in regard to the lockdown and easing the lockdown or you know, about COVID or was the rally related to Black Lives Matter and the death of George Floyd? Right. That's the question I'd like to know about the rally because, I mean, there has been, <clears throat> like, mirroring what happened to George Floyd. There was a video that was released of a Western Australian police officer basically kicking, uh, you know, kicking the, the legs out from underneath an Aboriginal guy in Western Australia and so that's kind of spilled the whole racial focus over here as well because they're trying to shift the shift focus. They don't want people talking about the lockdown and talking about all the, the fascism and all the rules that have been rolled out and the social isolation laws that they're rolling out. They want to shift the focus to um, civil unrest due to uh, you know racial issues. So it's all about black and white. And it's all about police brutality and all this sort of, which is not what it's about. You know, this was this has been staged to shift the focus. And it's important that people look at that. So I'd be very interested to know what the what the real focus of that rally is. I'm just sending you a picture now from um, today's newspaper, which is the front page of today's newspaper, which shows the crowds in the street in Brisbane. So I'm sending that through on chat to you now. You might want to – I don't know whether you're, you're showing this live on YouTube or whatever, yeah, but you might want to show that. I don't know. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes, we are live right now on YouTube and – I just uh, put up a GIF image of the rally right now. That's that happened, I believe, yesterday. The streets were filled uh, again. I didn't expect this sort of uh, turnout whatsoever. Well, yeah, it's it's quite surprising. But like I said, I'd like to know what the focus was. Whether yeah, it was um, to do with COVID and the lockdown, or whether it was to do with the death of uh, George Floyd, which was completely staged to to do what it's doing and to bring about this complete um, destabilization of the United States. You know, Max, if I, if I could just uh, interrupt for a second, I wanted to say something to you. Uh, I told Michael I had looked up some um, 
some things uh, the other day on uh, uh, concerning this whole situation with this uh, police, quote unquote, police brutality. Last year in the United States, nine, nine black men were shot by cops uh, in, a, in what was considered to be uh, un, uh, unarmed men. Now, the reason I bring that up is because Black Lives Matter and many of the black people have uh, as as well as many of the white people have said that there's been a civil uh no I'm sorry there's been a an attempt to uh eliminate black people and or the uh, it's, it's a systematic takedown of black people I ask you do you honestly think that nine people sorry about that uh do you honestly honestly believe nine people being killed by cops is a systematic takedown of the black um community no, absolutely not. I mean, there were, I think in that same time there were 19 white people killed by COVID. So, you know, we don't hear about that. It, it's it's Groups like Antifa and Black Lives Matter are, are funded groups which have, you know, I mean, it's something that pulls on the heartstrings. We, we've seen a lot of, you know, um, darker race communities being completely oppressed. But, you know, they haven't been oppressed by white people. They've been oppressed by government of, of all denominations and all, you know, it's all contrived. It's all one big mechanism. That's what people don't understand. And it's designed to create this perception. So they're going to kill a lot of black people to do it, to create that perception so they can create movements like Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And and people are out there marching for what they, they think this is right. when it isn't. It's about destabilizing the country and bringing in martial law. You're just a puppet and they're using something that will pull at your heartstrings so you'll go out and do their job for them. If you really care about black people, and you really want to stop them being killed, stop complying with the system. Stop supporting government. Pull all your respect away from politicians and this whole system and start supporting your local community regardless of their skin color, and the whole thing will go away. That's that's what people don't get. Going out there marching in the street and screaming all this stuff, you know, all lives matter, but it's got to the point if you say all lives matter, you're considered a racist because right. you're saying that. Right. It's crazy. It's, and, it's and insane. It's such it's such programming, you know. There is there is the government, and there is the, the those that the government is oppressing, which is the people of all colours, all races, all denominations, all beliefs. It doesn't matter who you are. That's the whole idea, and and the concept is divide and conquer. That's what they're doing. They divide the people against each other, and they're all out there marching for all the wrong reasons. Now everyone's pent up. Everyone's got all this stuff going on. They've been in lockdown for three months. Everybody's pissed off, you know. They want it. They want something. They want to go and smash something because they're just feeling that frustration, you know. But all they're doing is playing into the the hands of the system. This is what it's all about. It's the mind war. Order out of chaos. It is the mind war, my friends. And I also had read Antifa is also existent in Australia. Again, I'm baffled by that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's everywhere. It's uh, when I first came across this when I was in Germany in twenty. 14, I think, or 2016, when I was in Germany and I met some people there. I did a conference there and I got told about you've got to watch out for who you associate here because we have these these groups that are anti-fascist fascists. Right. Right. And I'm like, right. How, how do you have anti-fascist fascists? It's an you know? oxymoron. I just couldn't understand the term, you know. How, how can you – so you, you are so anti-fascist that you're being a fascist about it, you know, and just you know attacking and assaulting people and doing everything that the fascists did. 
right. under the guise of fighting against fascism. It's ridiculous. And I couldn't understand the concept. How could Germany have gotten that far off the, off the course, you know? And then I see Antifa arrive in the United States and here, and I go, ah, okay, well, here it is, you know? And that's exactly what it is. Uh, you know, Antifa is everywhere. It's infiltrated everywhere. And the, the idea of Antifa is to co-opt every movement and to make it violent. You know, like it's the, it's the white, young white women and young white men, mainly white women, who are going in there and spraying black slogans, Black Lives Matter, on the walls with spray cans and defacing all the neighborhood and the stuff they've done in London to the monument in the War Memorial in London, sprayed all of this stuff, you know, Black Lives Matter and covered the entire monument in, uh, in horrible graffiti, swear words and all sorts of stuff. This is all young white women that have done this. None of the black people do it. So this turns the people, normal people in society, they start hating you know, the, all these Black Lives Matter people, these are all, all, you know, terrible, horrible people. So they don't, you know, support the, the real concept of Black Lives actually mattering. They just see it as this, this horrible group which is defacing everything, but it's not the black people doing it. It's the white people doing it, all the infiltrators from Antifa. So you've got these paid groups that go in there and they make every single thing that you want to stand up for. If you do really care about black people and you start these movements, you have Antifa come in and turn it into a violent, destructive organization and that's what they do with every single thing that you try to do i mean geez, you could go on a on a crusade to legalize you know cannabis and you'd find these people would infiltrate and turn it into a violent destructive thing and start spraying racial slogans everywhere you know because it works for the media it works for the system that's what the system wants order out of chaos by the way you do you know, have- so these groups go in and they create the Sorry chaos deliberately you know and whatever out of whatever you want to do you know Right, Max, and um, I do have a clip here. I think it's from Sky News, out where you are. And I did want to play this clip for both you and Mike. Donald Trump has provoked outrage with comments that George Floyd is happy about U.S. job figures. He said the 46-year-old black man who died when a police officer knelt on his neck is looking down, saying this is a great thing. Equal justice under the law must mean that every American receives equal treatment in every encounter with law enforcement, regardless of race, color, gender, or creed. They have to receive fair treatment from law enforcement. They have to receive it. We all saw what happened last week. We can't let that happen. Hopefully George is looking down right now and saying there's a great thing that's happening for our country. There's a great day for him. It's a great day for Everybody, this is a great day for everybody. This is a great, great day in terms of equality. Now, of course, Max, that clip right there is being played here in America, and you have lots of people on the far left very angry and upset with Donald Trump saying that. Of course. Yeah, but of I don't. Course. I don't think he meant that in a, a sort of negative sort of uh, connotation. Of course, he didn't. Uh, but of course, that was not. Um, seen that way by those on the left. Uh, Max, your thoughts and opinions. One thing Donald Trump lacks in the most spectacular fashion is tact. <laughs> he, he, um, in some ways, he seems like he has a good heart, and in some ways, he seems like he's a, an intelligent kind of a businessman and, and really quite intelligent on some things. And in other in other areas, he he's just so naive and 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 you know, 
he may mean well, but but he he should learn to think before he speaks and and learn how to perhaps structure a sentence in a in a understandable and coherent way that will get his point across that he's trying to make. I mean, I th- I think I know what he was trying yeah, to say. I was going to say possibly I... the worst way you could possibly <laughs> say it. Yeah, I was going to say so, I think he meant well, um, but um, <laughs> right. Well, well, even now you've got to wonder whether it was done in such a way so that we could say that about him. But really, it's yeah. just there to stir the pot. I mean, I, I don't trust Trump. I don't trust any politician. You know, and people there are still singing on his praises and saying this is a good thing and all these great things are going to come of this. And and Trump's you know thinking ten. Million moves ahead. Listen, your whole country's in a state of virtual civil war. The whole world's been under lockdown for three months. It's just crazy. We've got social distancing coming in place, which which isn't social distancing. It's social isolation. Right. Yeah, you got they've outlawed they've outlawed sex in the UK with anyone who doesn't live in your home. So <laughs> really? no more they have it's, Please, it's illegal um, from someone it's yeah, illegal it's, from someone Go ahead and who, tell us. It's illegal for, for for someone from another house to come to your house to have sex with you. Like if you're a boyfriend and <laughs> girlfriend. No more you're not gonna have any more of these girls boys and girls going out and meeting people in public because they've got masks on, they can't smile at each other, so they're never gonna meet anybody. And if you do, none of this getting married or anything, how can you ever go home and, and, and do the thing? I mean, it just doesn't work anymore. You can't do it. Right. It's social isolation. That's what they're doing. So, I mean, people need to look at the deeper picture here. All of this political rhetoric and theatre, I mean, statements like that that Trump just made, you can have people debating over, well, what did he really mean? Keep them going for the next couple of weeks. The media will have a field day with it. You know, either left and the right can toss it back and forth and have their little opinions about it. It works great. It works great. And people aren't looking at the bigger picture. They're not noticing the chemtrails being sprayed in the sky. They're not noticing all the restaurants getting these little signs out the front that say that people have to stand within, you know, once one person per four square meters. That's it. And even families cannot sit closer than 1.5 meters apart. So no children sitting with their parents anymore in restaurants. No private conversations anywhere because you've got to be 1.5 to 2 meters apart from everybody everywhere you are. So everybody can overhear everything you're saying. Great for all the surveillance systems and all the stuff they've got there. So eventually people aren't going to want to go to restaurants or any of these places at all because it's just going to be ridiculous. So that'll close down all those small businesses as well, no matter how much they try to do it. You know, and eventually we will be just in a state of complete social isolation. And when you look at the tracing programs, the oh, way no. the tracing program works, contact tracing, this gives them the opportunity to put you into quarantine over and over and over and over again. So, you know, the only safe place you can be that you won't end up in quarantine is to stay at home, which is where you will be if you're in quarantine. So it's a win-win situation for them. And no one's noticing any of this. Everyone's going out there. And great excuse for the second wave too, isn't it? Oh, look, you didn't socially isolate. You went out there and had all these protests and you're all close to each other. We've got all your cell phone, GPS numbers. And look, these people have tested positive. So all you people who are related to all that, you've all got to go and now be socially isolated. So we have these FEMA camps over here. So that's where you're all going because it says here that your your phone's got a little red red flag on it. So therefore, we can't let you into any shops or do anything because you all went out and you did all these protests and did all this stuff, you know. So right. You know, you can see how they can play. So no one's noticing any of this. I mean, COVID, the whole COVID response program hasn't gone away. While all this is happening, it hasn't gone away. The social tracing, all this stuff, it hasn't gone away. So, you know, people need to really see what's going on here. Definitely. Know? And we'll touch upon that in a moment here. But let me quickly just wrap it up here with the uh, Democrats here in America who are proposing to uh, defund 
the police. Tensions are high. Many emotionally charged individuals are on the prowl out there. And, of course, personally speaking, I think that's ridiculous. The funding the police is not going to help anyone out there. And, uh, yes, the president has his hands full with all these issues right now. Um, they're going to call. Yeah, Max, uh, your thoughts and opinions. The president has his hand on all these issues. What was that? Sorry, I I got, sorry. Can you please say that again? My bad. It's okay. I was just saying, yeah, no worries, no worries. I was just saying that um, the Democrats here in America are proposing to uh, defund the police. And I just mentioned that tensions are high with many emotionally charged individuals out there. And again, I, I don't think that's a very good idea. Well, especially, you know, this time, and that's what I was touching on before, you know, I think right. it's, it's all about that. They want to defund the police. They want to bring in a police force that the people will trust. That was the whole, if you go and look at the, the um, should we defund the Minnesota police? There's a, a link that's on my last clip I uploaded below it, which takes you there. And there's a whole poll. You can, I checked the poll and there's like 64% or 68, 65% of people say yes, pull funding from them, 34% say no. So there's a big push to defund the police, which is what this was all about. And if you read the article, they're saying we need to get rid of all the police we got here now, get rid of them all, and bring in people who are more trustworthy, who are going to work more for the community. So it's it's privatizing the police is what they want to do. And once it gets privatized, then they'll be a law unto themselves. You know, and eventually, I mean, that would be a, well, while we're, while we're trying to privatize them, we've got to get rid of all these guys. So, you know, now Trump's got martial law out. Maybe we'll just bring the military in to, to look after it just for now. Could, they could do it that way. And it's never just for now. It always ends up staying that way. You know, but, but like I said, I think eventually they'll move it over to AI. Once they've got everybody locked into this, this, um, this tracking program, this tracing program, they got all surveillance cameras out. They got 5G rolled out. They give AI lethal autonomy. If you look up Claws AI, you can just search for that Claws AI, which is cyber lethal autonomy for world security. That's what Claws means. So, you know, um, that's where they're heading eventually. That's where it will go. There might be a few little steps and you know, yeah, well, dance routines they've got to do to get there. Right. But that's where they want to take it. We'll kick it up a notch here on that topic as we move forward here. And we've had this um, pandemic, many call it a plandemic. It seems like an agenda is unfolding here in America and around the world. Civil unrest is ensuing. And, of course, the economy doesn't seem to be improving by any means, in my opinion. And this is bad news. All as a result of these events unfolding, it's only bringing us closer to further surveillance, as you're mentioning uh, now, uh, Max. And I'll kick it up uh, further here. I remember just last year, the beginning of just last year, January of um, 2019, I remember a Russian who uh, canceled his trip out here. He is like a... Russia's Roscosmos uh, State Space uh, Corporation. He's a part of that. He was the prime minister at one time, Dmitry Rogozin. He had uh, denied coming out here because he said, and I quote, I think that America is actually engulfed by its second civil war now. And that's what he said at the beginning of 2019. And you know what? I think he is correct. Well, it's it's on definitely on the verge of it. They're trying to push for it. Uh, it's I don't think it's quite on the, you know, quite in the state of civil war at the moment. 
But it's certainly getting very close. Getting close. There was someone I saw set fire to a cop. I saw a video clip of a cop being set fire to uh, this morning as well. Someone just. Where was that, Max? Um, it was on YouTube. Um, uh, do you know where someone, it was? Like what city? What town? What 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 state? No, I would have to go back and check. I'll have a look for you. Major it was city. Just before. Yeah. It's a major you, city, I'm sure. You found it, have you? No, but yeah. I think I think you, it might have been somewhere uh, like Portland or somewhere. Oh, that's something lovely. like something like that. But they just poured a, a bottle of fuel on his back and set him on fire. This police officer. I mean, you know, this well, is this is pretty bad stuff. They're shooting cops, and you know, it's it's pretty bad stuff. I mean, but the, you know, this has all been contrived. It's been pushed that way. Uh, Robin in the chat room you says know, that was. Why, um, uh, Robin in the chat room, Max, says that was a uh, Mexico. Mexico, was it? Okay. Oh, that's right. It was. It was. It was Mexico. That's right. I remember now. I remember saying that. Mexico. So, so yeah. So, I mean, see, police. see, in, even in Mexico, you've got to understand Mexico is reasonably back usually in, in the face of all this sort of stuff. So, you know, they're pushing it. They're bringing in social distancing and they're trying to push it in Mexico as well. So, now they, they obviously want to push the whole – they want the conflict. They want It isn't just civil war in the United States, you see. They want it everywhere. I've just got another picture here from Byron Bay yeah, as well. Ahead. And um, that picture is – I mean, this was all uh, – the, there was a huge gathering there in Byron Bay yesterday, the same as what there was in Brisbane. And it appears that it's all uh, – it was racially motivated. It's all about the um, – the death of George Floyd. That's what's sort of bringing the people together. So, you know, again, this is, this is clever misdirection. As, as, you know, as bad as it is for people to be being shot, it's a way of misdirecting people away from, you know, the bigger picture of what's actually going on with the social distancing. And, uh, you know, because like I said, none of this is going away. So even, even setting these cops on fire, these sorts of things, I mean, this is a terrible, terrible thing to do. And this is, is just pushing for a worldwide conflict uh, of people against government. And, you know, it, it could go well, it could go bad. You know, it's, it's a very, very, very precarious situation that we're in. It's very fascinating to see this. Very interesting seeing how many of these groups are being brainwashed into thinking that this is the right thing to do. When Americans start to attack each other, we have really lost the mind war, Max. Well, yeah. Yeah, and you know, if if people allow their focus to be this easily misdirected, like That's I said, you know, all the problems that we're facing come from government, and all people are facing the same dilemma. But all of the COVID stuff going on in the background, you know, all of this this um, gathering and, and protests and the stuff they're doing right now, due to misdirection. When you look at the contact tracing and what they can do with this, you know, it gives them a way of, of all of these people who are, are motivated, who want to get up and stand up for a cause, who are now being tricked into standing up for the wrong cause, have all identified themselves. And with the contact tracing, they'll be able to say, well, you know, you are the people who caused the outbreak. So that, that puts them, you know, makes them bad people in the eyes of all the, you know, the soccer mums and Karens and, and Aaron's <laughs> who, who live at home and want to do what the TV tells them. 
So I think there's a bigger picture here that people aren't seeing. I really do. And and it's it's shocking how they've been able to misdirect attention that quickly just by, by killing some guy. I mean, this happens all the time. People get killed all the time. That's so right. the fact that it was, was done in that way and filmed in that way, it was done deliberately to bring about this entire situation. Yeah, that camera you know, just happened to be there, stage. right, Max? Yes. Uh, I was just going to say that camera just happened to be there, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. The world is a stage, no doubt, and – uh, a listener in the chat, V, says three cops were doused with gasoline last week. Not lit on fire, though, I believe, St. Louis. In St. Louis. Right. That's where somebody... They're not lit on... They, they weren't lit, lit on, on fire. fire. There was a cop who mm-hmm. got separated from his crew and um, a whole bunch of people guarded him as well. Did you see, it was Press TV, um, um, Dan Dix from Press TV in Canada yesterday in Vancouver got mobbed by about a hundred or two hundred Antifas. I saw that. And he had to get he ended up being escorted out by the police and he got he they arrested him um for inciting trouble, they said, inciting violence. And he's he's like, hang on. And they're all calling him a racist and also completely contrived. You know, and it was a full mob mentality. I mean they would have killed him if the police weren't there. Absolutely. And this is pretty pretty drastic. You know, Dan Dix is a, a small man. He's not not tall and he's a he's a peaceful guy and he's a, a truthful guy. He's he's not a racist at all. But this is what the mob mentality would do. You know, all he did was go there with a camera and because he isn't supporting Antifa, that means he must be a racist That's and right. therefore they should tear him to pieces. And it's crazy. Figures, you know, this the cops is the who saved him. The cops who saved him and they wanted to arrest him, but he wouldn't play the game with them as well. He wouldn't play ball with them. But they ended up letting him go. They they kept him, you know, for a while, an hour or two, but then they let him go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they got him out of there safely. I mean, good on them for doing so. But um, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Yeah. Right? And this is the type of mentality we're facing. There's, there's absolutely no direction. It's just blind hatred for anything. And, and kids who, who don't even know what they're, what they're uh, working towards and what they're screaming out about, they've got no clue. It's incredible to see the amount of programming, you know. I agree. And what do you make of the cops that are dancing around? They're also kneeling down. Uh, what do you make of that? I don't know. It's crazy. Isn't that a little you know, unusual? Sort of I, mean, I mean, Max, isn't that a little unusual to see the cops and the National Guard uh, doing that, dancing, kneeling down? Um, I'm thinking... I'm thinking about the other countries watching this. Uh, it, this mayhem ensue. It, don't you think it probably makes America look uh, slightly weak? Uh, you you want to know why that's being done? Because of the fact that we always have to act like, you know, oh, well, we're going to blow up, especially with the military. We'll blow up your country, but then we'll give you candy bars and we'll fix everything up. It's the same thing with the police. Yeah, you know, it seems to be just appeasement, you know, like, oh, look, we're on your side. You shouldn't be violent with us. But meanwhile, I mean, they they don't care about the people. They really don't. So. They don't. Um, but again, you know, you take the uniform off and you're standing with us, with a lot of them, and they're about to be defunded, a lot of them as well. So, you know, if, we ain't seen nothing yet, I don't think. I don't it's think gonna so. It's going to get so crazy. Yeah, I it think- really is. It's going to get so crazy. The economy is going to go down so fast and, and, and the money is going to be so worthless and the f- supply chains are going to be broken down and America is going to go, it's going to be crazy what's happening in that country. It, it, it's imploding from all angles and, and the people are just screaming out in anger at, at you know, all the wrong things. 
and um, it's it's yeah, it's, it's Man, incredible see. to see from here. I know, but it's it's wow. again, it's been it's been sad to see how it's been so racially hijacked so often, and and how they can how they can take this and where they will take it to, and the fact that people seem to have forgotten what has caused all this, which is the lockdown and and COVID and this whole hoax that they've been running. A very very clever scam. They, if you go and look at the um, the World Economic Forum website and look at the COVID response plan, they've, they've pretty well got every uh, contingency accounted for. When you look at the global governance section and the civil unrest and the, the response from the people, they've got all of this stuff uh, accounted for and catered for on that website. So it, it's just a reason they do something like this, just because it shifts the focus so well. Right, and so people don't notice what what's because when it all calms down, because yeah, whenever there's these racial things and someone's mm-hmm. killed, you know, it lasts a few weeks and everyone has riots and talks and blah blah blah, and then it all comes back down. See, while they're doing all this, all of this stuff is being rolled out in the background, and and no one's protesting that, and no one's protesting the lockdown, no one's protesting COVID, no one's talking about the closed borders, no one's talking about the social distancing. You know, it's just a major distraction. You it know? really is. And by the way, for the record, I bow down to uh, no man or any god. And uh, you can quote me on that, uh, Max and Mike. So when I see things like that, I think, oh, oh, my goodness, what are you doing? And that's always been my attitude. But again, make no mistakes about it. I understand why the outrage. But this is not the way to get the message across. And I support the movement. I support the message, but I don't support the actions. And I also don't support uh, what what these other these um non-government um, organizations also putting their hand into this. I, I, I can't support that. I, I also support the men and women of law enforcement. Not every cop is corrupt like what you see on TV. And the TV itself has always been a great tool for brainwashing those who spend time watching it, Max. You know that. Oh, that's what it's for. It's a tool that's, for that's the whole purpose of television. Very successful MK Ultra experiment in all of existence, Max. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they know all about it. They knew years ago about the, the the frame rate, the flicker rate. You know how to put you in an alpha state. You know when you become suggestive, it's programming. They call them TV programs for That's a right. reason. You know they program they program people what to think, not how to think, and what to think. And it's so many levels. You know it's why they have two news anchors. There'll always be a guy and a woman, Sarah, or two women or two guys, but usually a guy and a woman. And, you know, they'll give you a news story and then they'll bounce a comment off each other, you know, or give each other a look or whatever. And that will train you how to think about the story that you just saw because they will give you a slight editorial comment. You know, when they, they disguise it as just a passing comment or a look or a smile or whatever. But, you know, you get that little smug that, oh, yeah, I get what they're saying. And then you start thinking the same way. So they lead you on how to think through all the articles and the stories that they, they uh, give you. And it should be interesting to people as well. You know, since this whole COVID lockdown, you know, most of the other news has stopped. For a long time, it did stop. I mean, they almost needed something like this just to get some more news because everyone was sick of hearing about COVID. But most of the terrorism stopped. You know, don't have any bombs going off. You know, can't go on out and lay bombs anywhere. They might catch COVID if they go and blow themselves up. Can't yeah, right. do that. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, all of these things stopped. All of the other stuff stopped. All the crime stopped. All the stuff. We so how much of the news do you think was contrived and fake anyway? You know, how much do you think was real in, anyway? 
You know, they contrive all of this stuff. That's true. So they almost needed to stage something like this just because people were getting bored with the They're whole COVID bored. thing. Yeah. yeah, but the whole COVID thing, you know, COVID was a hoax. It's about the response to COVID, which is about bringing in this complete um, social isolation and this AI control grid. And now people are sort of were noticing that. So, of course, they have to go and uh, kill someone and, and make this whole racial thing happening and getting everyone protesting about that, which, again, gets them all out, breaking the social isolation rules, which gets all of the GPS tracking, all catalogued and all the data catalogued. So now all these people can be blamed for the second outbreak, the second wave, you know. So you can see where they can take it, you know. That, but, you know, a lot of people are waking up to the fact that Bill Gates has, has staged a lot of this. It came out the other day that he paid the World Health Organization uh, happened to give them a $50 million donation the day before they declared this a, a pandemic. I mean, the day before that, they said, no, no, we, we don't think it's serious enough to call pandemic. And then Bill Gates made a $50 million donation to them for unrelated reasons, of course. And then the day after that, they changed their mind and declared it a pandemic. So, you know, it's all been contrived. So there's a lot of information coming out about it. And they have to uh, really shift the focus at the moment and really get people's attention um, on, on places where it wouldn't be, on, on places that aren't going to make any difference. Now, you can have these big rallies and you can go out and you can get 30,000 people in the street. And if you're screaming out that it's about Black Lives Matter, then you've completely lost the plot. You, you, you're you completely being led by the government. You're not looking at, at the bigger picture of what's going on and why they killed a black man on TV, on camera for you, just so you would go and do this, you know? Yeah, it's ridiculous, by the way. All the conspiracies surrounding uh George Floyd and the officer that kneeled down on him that was again mm-hmm. charged with second degree murder, by the way. And of course all the other yeah, cops. I think I, th- mm-hmm. I think they purposely picked those two guys. I mean, they both got profiles on IMBD. And they all knew Moody's each other. Site. Yeah, they knew um, each other too, by the way, Max. So it's weird. Yeah, they knew each other. They worked at the same nightclub for seventeen years. I mean uh, and George George Floyd was a porn star. He he's got a rap sheet a mile long. He'd been in and out of jail four or five times. He was there was one woman testified that he'd he'd held a gun to her stomach. She was pregnant. He'd like held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach while her house was ransacked. You know, and she just had to sit there, you know, with a he's you know, threatening to shoot the baby in her stomach. And um this is the guy that they're saying is a hero and that we need to have all these rights because he died. I mean, he was a criminal. It's bad the way that he died the way he did, sure. But, you know, I think they purposefully picked these two guys, you know, this, this, um, this, this cop and this, this, um, this particular black guy because they give the conspiracy movement so much food to get out there and argue about all these details, which are all completely irrelevant. It's not about that. It's about what it's for, what it was used for. Yes, we know it was staged. Why was it staged? What's, what's the purpose of it? it wasn't just to kill black people. It's, it's to do something else. What's it for? So they want you in there arguing about all the details. And I think that's why they picked those two characters. I think it was completely staged. It's possible. I mean, Derek uh, Chauvin, I'm not sure if I – pronounced his last name uh, properly, but he's also accused of fraudulently voting in Florida, despite living in Minnesota the last time I heard. And yes, George Floyd confirmed porn star. Max, where did you find that information about him uh, with the gun and the pregnant woman? Uh, If you listen to a speech by Candace Owen, it was a really, really um, poignant 
uh, talk. There's a guy started a lawnmower outside. Sorry about that. Isn't that about a public record, um, though? I thought he um, that was out there on his uh, police yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, well, she looked at his rap sheet and right. she said, well, this is what he went to jail for. And she, she went through the whole lot. And she said, and there were, he, one of his charges was, you know, they robbed a house and he held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach. You know, so she's saying, and she's a black woman. She's saying, listen, you know, um, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to see this guy as a hero. I'm not going to use him as a, as a reason to stand up for Black Lives Matter. The fact is that he was high on meth. He was a criminal, a violent criminal. He was a porn star. He's not someone that we should be standing up for and saying he was a wholesome person. You know, because he wasn't. You know, stand up for, for good people, not for this guy. This guy shouldn't be the focus because he was a bad man. You know, and she's a black woman saying, and she's just saying she's had enough of of seeing um, um, the black race demeaned by always being convinced to stand up for criminals under the under the pretext that they 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 are wholesome righteous people simply because they're black. You know, constantly. it's a black woman saying it. You know, sure. And, um, Right. And of course, I, I do want to tie in all these things together. And of course, just last night, the subject of 9-11 was front and center. I thought we could sort of talk about that as well as all these things sort of tie in together in a very strange way. Let me begin. We first got a taste of what was to come after 9-11. Remember, there was a time, children, when you could board an airplane and not have to remove your shoes. There's also a time when you could even smoke on a plane. Of course, I was never around for that. Uh, Max, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't mean to single you out, Max, but do you recall when people could easily smoke a cigarette on a plane? Look, I I never used to fly when I was that young, but I, I know that there are, I mean, some of the old planes that you see that are still in service in Lima, all the, all the planes in Peru, all the old planes, all have ashtrays in the armrests. Insane. So we all know by now what was ushered in after the events of 9-11. A long list of policies like the USA Patriot Act, ongoing wars in the Middle East, we've never left. To this day, the wars rage on. Millions of Americans are dead for a pointless conflict falsified under inaccurate information. There were never weapons of mass destruction. The 9-11 Commission report also... Nonsense. The FEMA report. Garbage. NIST. Um, what a joke that was. After 9-11, more spying occurred on the American uh, people. Again, it's just ridiculous. And of course, since then, we've had a long list of very suspicious inc incidents. And my God, we still haven't got, gotten any uh, answers to those coincidences, uh, Max. Well, that's the thing. It's it's like I said, you know, people just forget. They forget what happened last week, and because there's a new crisis, there's a new you know thing for them to focus their attention on, you know. And it's it's like with this whole COVID lockdown. Now they're all focused on the riots. In a few weeks, they'll be focused on something else, you know. So, and nine eleven created the the you know the beginning of the police state, if you will. I mean, it's started right. before then, but it was the beginning of the end game. You know, they were able to bring in all this stuff to protect you, which isn't to protect you. It's just to make sure that military force is on the streets. They're able to militarize the police through 9-11. So you've got cops driving around in military gear, all wearing body armor, carrying automatic weapons. You know, some of these RVs and the, the, the weapons they've got, 
these are all military hardware that's all been handed over to the police. So, you know, you can't have the military on the streets in the United States, you know, posse comitatus, but you can, you can militarize the police and still call them the police, just put different clothes on them. That's what they've done. And, and know, meanwhile, so it's moving towards the same thing. And, and now it's moving towards taking that surveillance that you got with 9-11 to the next the level, next like level. surveillance to a ridiculous degree that you're going to get through, through this whole COVID thing. This, this contact tracing is, is going to be unbelievable. Almost there, you know, man. If they manage to eliminate cash through it all, then they've got you. Then it's complete social crediting, no thinking outside the box at all, and you'll be monitored in every aspect of, of your life. Yeah, we're getting every there. Every conversation, everything will be monitored. Oh, yes. You know? we'll, we'll get there right now. Uh, Mike, I think you had something to say. Get in there. I, I wanted to mention, too, uh, the whole airport thing. When uh, they began, you know, making you remove your shoes right. and, and picking every so many people out of a crowd, then they were picking Caucasian uh, little old ladies who were okay, ma'am. Sorry, we have to pull you aside and you have to, you know, go into the back. We got to check you. And it was just pathetic. It was just absolutely pathetic. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's what they do. That's what they do. They they want to put it in your face. So that people see it and see if you complain, see how much they can push. And so they do stuff for a reason. They want you to see what it's going to be and see whether you're going to take it, you know. And and people have kind of rolled over on command, unfortunately. That's exactly what we're seeing right now. And again, we will jump into the whole uh, tracing and uh, facial recognition in a moment here. But again, I just wanted to make light of this and say... Again, we, we are not giving any sort of answers, and the excuse is always something to do with national security. And, of course, fast forward, and we've got this uh, pandemic. All the right ingredients, Max, just uh, brewing for things to go haywire. Well, yeah, I mean, the pandemic checks all the boxes for everything they want to do. You know, if you look at the lockstep document, if you look at the – there's a document, I think, called uh, Future Shock as well. It came out last year, and you know the the World Economic Forum, Agenda Twenty One, everything. It checks all the boxes: social crediting, mass surveillance, social distancing. Which again, it's not social distancing; it's social isolation. You know, eventually you'll have people, you know, just just no human contact at all, and, and it'll just be online contact. And, you know, sex robots and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, if you want to, you know, meet someone, you'll have to meet them online. And then you can probably send your sperm and eggs off to the exogenesis people and they will create a baby for you and send it off to you by drone, you know. I mean, who knows where we're going with this? I mean, you, you probably get to a situation where you won't even have um, people having babies. They'll just get delivered to them or the babies will simply grow up as wards of the state, you know, we're being completely dehumanized through all this. And that's, that's what people aren't really noticing. And that's what all this is, is a distraction for. You know, the, the control grid was being rolled out so rapidly and so many people were talking about it. So they needed to pull their attention away from it while they, while they roll out the rest of it to completion, you know, and give them more of an excuse to lock the place down even more. Give them an excuse to bring in martial law, you know, to get military on the streets and to get people really scared to go outside. Right. And that's what it's about. You know, people weren't really obeying by the social distancing so much. So you need to get them terrified to go outside because it's just too dangerous. Absolutely. And of course, we will follow. Um, let me back that up. Um, 
after 9-11, we saw what took place. And now after COVID-19, we are seeing what took place. Lots of similarities between 9-11 and COVID-19. Then again, that's how all false flag operations are handled, Max. There's always a drill before one of these events go down. And we see this with COVID-19 as well. And as a result, we will follow the lead of China and uh, smart cities will be upon us. Facial recognition technology has advanced leaps and bounds. And with just your face, Max, you are now able to pay. A cashless society is not such a far-fetched idea, Max. No, well, they're doing that in China. People can actually pay with your face in China. And yeah, and if you look at event 201, the uh, Gates and everybody ran, I think it was in, what, September, August or September last year? If you look at 201 and this being an exercise, now they've sent the um, school kids back here in Australia. They've been back at school for about a month or so or six weeks. I'm not sure. But what they're doing with the kids now, at the end of every day, they've got what is called the COVID project. Oh, my. And they're getting the kids to um, tell the, the class what it was like at home, what it's like. Uh, during lockdown, how they felt about it, how their parents felt about it, what they thought of Google Classrooms, what they think of social distancing. Even in some classes, they're getting them to um, they perform little plays at the end of the semester to act out what it was like at home, which is all data collection. Wow. They're getting the, 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 date, the data from the children so that they can correlate the data to see how the lockdown went so they can move on to phase two, which will be pandemic two. You know, which they can now blame on all the people that have gone out and done all these protests. You That's see, right. They broke all the so- social distancing. It's all all related. It's all intertwined. You see, all going to plan, so, right, Max? I guarantee that's what they're doing there in the United States as well. If, if any schools have gone back in England, any places where schools have gone back, I guarantee they're questioning the children about what it was like to be at home during the lockdown and how their parents felt about it, whether they believe the pandemic's real. You know, a lot of the kids will be just, just saying, oh, my mum doesn't believe it or my dad doesn't believe it, you know. So they know which, which homes and who, you know, they get all the data from the children and they don't know what they're doing. They don't know, who, you know why, the, why the, um, the schools even need this data. So, yeah, it, it's all being taken to the next level and that's, that's what they're doing now. So um, there's a really, really um, – insidious play going on here and, and, a, and a much bigger picture than most people are prepared to look at, you know. And and even I've got friends that said their daughter has only been back at school three days and she's already um, showing signs of anxiety due to the um, the social isolation. Really? The they're forbidden to play with their friends. They're forbidden to be closer than uh, 1.5 metres to anybody else. So this is this is really uh, doing some some damage to the psychology of the children that are going back and having to spend time in these places. Absolutely, so schools are very very different now. They said it's like torture. My goodness, I could only imagine. Of course, many are saying the second wave most likely will happen. Max, all of these protests uh, don't seem to help, and I'm well aware the numbers uh, may not be quite as accurate as one is led to believe. Max and I was asked if I thought, if if my, rather, if my opinion on COVID-19 has changed at all, and I'm still someone who doesn't want any kind of flu though, Max, you know, I never even liked shaking hands uh, pre-COVID-19. I don't even want anyone coughing or sneezing next to me. I, I hate uh, being sick, and I'm not a germaphobe at all, uh, Max and Mike. I just, uh, I really don't like being sick. 
Well, that's fair enough. I, I, I still don't think there's any, any pandemic. I mean, the way they're recategorizing things, did, did you hear that uh, if you have a stroke, it's very likely COVID-19 It's COVID-19, now. yeah. That's why it's um, a little odd. COVID-19. COVID mm-hmm. um, if you have a uh, rash on your toes, it's COVID-19. Yeah, that's right. Um, they're saying if you, if you experience vomiting or diarrhea, it's COVID-19. I was constipated. You know, so, that's COVID nineteen. I've got a bit of COVID in my knee, actually. My, my right knee's a little bit COVIDy. I think your COVID is flaring up. You know, yeah, my COVID knee's flaring up. But <laughs> everything is COVID now. See, they've got to do this. And the reason they they said it only uh, attacks old people to begin with was because you know these people are in nursing homes. Oh, they're all dying from COVID. No, old people die in nursing homes. That's why they're called nursing homes because they need nurses because they're sick and they're dying, which is why they're in a nursing home. Perfect place to say, oh, all these people are dying from COVID. And since we've had a huge spike in people dying in nursing homes since this pandemic started, it's because you've you've stopped all these people having access to their children. So they're just sitting in these nursing homes withering away and they've lost the will to live. So many of them are dying. You know, the, it's, it's a scam. It's a complete scam. There's no evidence to support it at all. And, you know, so many doctors are saying it's a scam. Uh, everything they're doing is, is designed to make us sick, wearing, the wearing of facial masks and all this sort of stuff, incre- increasing the viral load and the bacterial load on your body all day by wearing these masks, setting yourself up to become sick, you know, completely um, destroying your immune system by social isolation. So, you know, yeah, there'll be a there'll be a, a wave and there'll be something and people probably will get sick. Perhaps 5G will have something to do with it as well. Perhaps the incredible amount of chemtrail spraying they're doing. I saw a video clip this morning where they were basically doing circles over Portland, like literally doing rings in the sky, six or four or five, six layers deep of, of just chemtrail rings in the sky above Portland. And I don't know what they're doing here. It's been cloudy for, for weeks but no rain which has been kind of weird, right? but mostly cloudy. So I don't know how much spraying they're doing here above the clouds. So, you know, we will see some sort of a second wave, and that's, I think, again, what a lot of these protests have, have been designed to um, create, create the excuse why there would be a second wave. Oh, look, we'd, we'd done all this social isolation. We were doing so well. And then you broke the rules and you went out and you all got together and now, look, everybody's sick. And it's Brisbane that they've done these major protests in as well. I said on a radio show release yesterday or a show release yesterday that I'm fully expecting there to be some event in Australia, whether it will be a COVID cluster that breaks out or whether it will simply be another terror attack or a shooting or bomber or whatever it is they'll do. We've We've had alleged terror attacks in Melbourne. We've had them in Sydney, but we've had nothing in Brisbane. And the Brisbane border, the Queensland border, is the last border to open. Everyone's up in arms that they won't open the border between Queensland and everywhere else. The, the state premier is saying, no, no, we want to keep it closed till September. You know, so that na- name keeps coming up, September, September. You know, and now we've had this massive protest, 30,000 people on the streets in Brisbane. Aha. That's going to create the excuse for there to be a major cluster on the Gold Coast or in Brisbane of COVID-19. You might have to shelter in place after that. The excuse to uh, lock us down even more. Exactly. And that's what's probably going to happen out there. And by the way, Max, I heard reports of COVID-19 is possible to remain in men's semen. But, of course, studies are shaky on that, of course, just like how smoking first was bad, then not so bad, then bad again. It seems like we are just completely unsure with the coronavirus 
uh, going around the CCP virus. Well, they, they, even the World Health Organization put out a, uh, document saying that your, your best sex partner is yourself. Oh my God. And the children, um, <laughs> children from age, children from age four should be taught about masturbation. Oh my oh God. My God. Was, Here we this go. This was released by the, the World Health Organization about a month ago. Okay, during this COVID crisis, you are your best sexual partner and children should be taught about masturbation. Wow. So it's about creating this gender neutral society where we're all locked into the matrix. We don't, we don't want partners from other sexes. You know, we're just all gender neutral. So yeah, of course they don't, they want to say, Oh, look, you've got to stay away from semen. Can't have sex. That's why sex <laughs> is illegal in, in, in England. You know, if no sex with anyone outside your household, well, it's great incest, the game the, the whole family can play, I guess. How religious. I mean, how does this work? You're very religious, do uh, you mean? Yeah. I mean, wh- <laughs> where are they going with all this? They're going towards um, transhumanism. Trans, uh, That's where it's all leading, leading you into the mainframe. If you want to have sex, well, you can buy a robot for that. You know, Japan leads so, the way in that technology, by the way, Max and Mike, uh, Japan, the on the forefront, rather, of these uh, sex robots with AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's everywhere. This is what they want to bring in. But they need to. You know, a lot of people won't go along with it. So you get a massive call, a massive reset. The the world um, or the UN is now saying that uh, this uh, COVID crisis is a great opportunity for a world financial reset as well. They're openly saying that now. Mm, yeah, the reset so, button for sure, Max. Yeah, and it's a reset in so many ways. It's a it's a reset of everything. You know, civilization as we know it is in the in the process of of crumbling right now. Uh, it'll crumble to different degrees in different um, parts of the world. But as I said um, some time ago, the United States is the prize in this. They need to bring the United States completely to its knees, demoralize it, demoralize the people, crash the infrastructure, impoverish everyone, destroy the money supply, and they're well on the way to doing it. That's right, and it's happening where you are in Australia, Max, too. They want to do oh, it yeah, there. It's happening everywhere. That's crazy. It's every, everything runs off the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is the world reserve currency. So, right. You know, once the U.S. dollar crashes, and and you can't pump the the trillions that you know, like six trillion, you know, he's pumped into it six point two trillion. I think even more. I think they're talking about pumping another trillion into it. And crazy. Wow. I mean, it, crazy. I think when when remember when Trump signed that that um, stimulus package, he said, oh, "I've never signed anything with the T before." You know. There hasn't been anything signed with a T before. There's never been a, a, a trillion dollars check signed by this the is, White House. It's insane know? in 2020 Which what's is been going on. What it was, you know, right? So, yeah, it, it wasn't just that he's never signed anything with a T before. No one's ever signed anything that big before, right? So people don't realize the damage this is going to do. You can't you can't just do this and and just put all this money out there and expect things to stay the same. You know, so, I mean, again, you know, how are you going to cover up that incredible crash that's coming? Well, all these riots and stuff should do a great job with that. Go and destroy all the infrastructure and then blame Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Oh, they done. Indeed. And, of course, California is slowly reopening right now. Gavin Newsom had made some announcement uh, announcements recently. And, of course... That's good news. We we do need to slowly open open things up here, get the economy going, no doubt. 
No doubt about uh, that. But until if, a riot starts and they have to close it down again. That's the only bad part, though, yeah. Until the riots kick up again. Of course, uh, as I told you... Is, no, go on. Go ahead, I'm Mike. sorry. As I, I told Michael uh, the other day, I had to go... It was Thursday. I had to go to the pharmacy to get a, a prescription in uh, one of the next towns over. And they had called me early... And they, they called me and said, Mike, uh, you know, you got to come early because we're closing down early. I said, oh, why? Well, there's going to be a demonstration in front of courthouse and in front of the courthouse. And, and you know, in the event there's trouble, we don't want to be open. So now in Pennsylvania, so many of the businesses have just opened up um, and particularly uh, I'm, I'm particularly focused here on on the town of Honesdale right which uh, which is what I'm discussing here and and now the entire town had to close down because they had a demonstration now fortunately it wasn't uh, violent but nonetheless I mean you know we've been waiting three months to open up and then they had to close down for a demonstration amazing yeah yeah shift the focus you know that's what they've done they've shifted the focus and a lot of people have even forgotten why they were locked down now that's true now they're just protesting black lives matter you know yeah people people just have this intent attention span which is ridiculously short you know so that's just what happens unfortunately and like i said they're not noticing what, what the lockdown was all about which was all the tracing and all that and even with with california reopening um you know slowly reopening it's going to be with social distancing so it's going to be very, very different going out to places. Like in, in uh, Australia here, if you go into a restaurant now, like I don't know whether they're going to bring it in, in Queensland. They probably have. I haven't been out. They haven't opened a lot of restaurants yet. But um, in uh, New South Wales, if you've got to go and measure your restaurant and figure out how many people you can fit in there with um, one person every four square metres, okay, Everybody's got to be 1.5 meters apart. And you've got to put a little sign up on your door saying this restaurant can hold this many people, which might be you know eight or, or 10 or 15, or you can have up to 50 people there, but you'd have to have a huge place. You've got to have four square meters around every person. So that's a big restaurant to have 50 people. Absolutely. You know? and, and so this is what is going on. And, and when you go into the restaurant, you've got to give them your name and your address and your phone number for contact tracing okay and if you don't provide that then you're not allowed to go in and sit down and that data has to be stored for 28 days but the people who own the restaurant you can't store it on on paper you can't write it down anywhere it's got to be entered into a certain database it can't be on paper or anywhere that the people in the restaurant or the public could see it okay that's stipulated and this all goes off to the government for contact tracing. And then if, if one person in that restaurant might go uh, somewhere else and then go somewhere else and go somewhere else and then go somewhere else and then come in contact with someone who's tested positive for COVID and their phone registers that, oh, look, they've just tested positive for COVID. And then every place that that person has been, all of those people are going to be notified and told that they need to be quarantined because you're in contact with someone who tested positive for right. COVID. So – and then you've got to be quarantined for two weeks. And then as soon as you go out, you could go straight to the supermarket. You come in contact with someone who's been in contact with someone who's had COVID. So now you've got to be quarantined again for another two weeks because you went to the supermarket. I know. How lovely. You see, so this is, this is how it's going. And this is what they've got in place in California. So now they've opened California up 
this gives them a chance to start bringing in all this contact tracing. And what people are going to find is that California is not is going to be very, very different. I mean, I've been to LA. I've spent a lot of time there. Some of those those um, cafes and bars and, and restaurants along, you know, in Santa Monica and stuff along the beach there. Nice. People right, up right. there on the top in these these rooftop restaurants and stuff. This is all going to be different. You know, the whole California to. lifestyle it's gone because I, of social tracing and contact tracing. Yeah, I'm going to miss a lot of those restaurants out there in La Jolla. That's for sure. And by the way, Robin in the chat room says, I can't breathe in the mask. And yeah, you know, lots of people can breathe in those N95 uh, masks. Uh, I, I know there is a, no, there was some sort of a car accident couple of, uh, I don't know if it was like a month or so ago, but I do know people have been having accidents on the road while wearing the mask because they can't breathe and they're still wearing them in their car, which I advise crazy. not to do. I, I Don't wear the mask in your car. The chances of you contracting uh, the virus is, is slim to none. So don't, don't wear it in the car, please. Don't wear it anywhere. Or anywhere. Don't wear it anywhere. If you wear those masks, you, not only are you impeding your breathing, like we, we, we have viruses and bacteria in our stomach, in our, in our body all the time. We ex- we exhale these when we talk in the in the natural course of breathing and talking. We've got fine particles coming out of our mouth, fine particles of spit, which contain bacteria and viruses that are quite natural to our body. We normally expel these into the atmosphere. When you're wearing a mask, you're expelling them all into the mask in front of you, and you are they're all sitting there. You've created a petri dish in front of your nose and your mouth, and you're breathing through this petri dish of viruses and bacteria that come from your body that are normally expelled, and you're breathing through that all day. So you're making yourself sick. You know, anywhere that I go, if they ask me to wear a mask, I say, no, I can't because it's bad for my health. And if you're claiming it's good for my health, then I require you to provide me with pressure claim. If you're providing that it's, it's good for my health or, or for, it, it benefits my health or the health of anybody else, then I require you to provide me with proof of claim because I can go and ask any doctor and provide you with proof of my claim that this is bad for your health. And in fact, it isn't even my claim. It's just common knowledge among the medical industry. So you need to provide me with proof of claim why I need to perform an action which is going to damage my health in order to enter your establishment. And if you're doing this because of legislation that's been come down and told you that you have to do this, then I'd like the name of the parasite masquerading as a politician so that he can provide me with proof of claim. And when he can't do so, because I know he can't, then I would like to have him charged with reckless endangerment of the public health because you cannot legislate the causation of harm. Who the fuck is this person? (laughs) Name him to me because I want to press charges to him. That's what people need to be saying. Right. You telling me this is good for my health? Give me proof of claim. And besides, you're not a medical practitioner. So how can you tell me to perform an action with any claim if it's going to be good for my health or not? Who the hell are you? That's right. You're not a doctor. You can't give medical advice. That's against the law, isn't it? I guess people absolutely. don't like you coming into their restaurant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And one this thing is I- what I say to them: any shopping center, everybody, anybody who tells me I can't use cash because it may contain COVID, I pull a note out of my pocket from the Royal Australian Mint that says, "Here you go." This is from their website, which says that cash cannot can't transmit COVID, and that you are performing a grave disservice by not allowing people to use cash in your store. So read that, and then go get your manager and get him to read it, and then get him, get him to come out here and explain to me why I cannot use legal tender in your store. And every Amazing. time I've done that, I've used cash, and they've sold me the item that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, I got a funny story to tell you really quickly here. Just uh, the previous night, I had gone to a jack-in-the-box out here where I live. It's a fast food uh, place. You know, I just wanted a milkshake. So I went to uh, go buy one. And uh, this is the drive uh, the drive through, by the way, folks. Um, as soon as I pull up to the window, the lady says that I have to have a mask on. And I said, what mask? And she says, any mask. And she says, I can't. I can't give you your uh, shake without a mask on. And, and I just told her, I don't, I don't have a mask with me. So she tells me to, to lift my shirt over my nose and, and mouth. <laughs> I'm not even joking you. I that's shit you not. That's why I'm laughing because it's so stupid. I shit you not. That's exactly what she said. Or, or I, I, she has the right to refuse me service is what she told me, Max and Mike. So, so, so you're telling me you have the right to endanger the public health. That's you what she told right me. To endanger, Amazing. Reckless endangerment upon the health of the public in order to serve them food? That's right. What's going car. on here? Where, where are you getting these directives from? Why, why must I perform an action which is going to damage my health in order to buy something in your establishment? Are you sane? This lady was hiding behind the, the window, by the way. I'm not joking. Like, like it was a cartoon. Unbelievable. Mm. These people are, are pathetic. It was pretty fucking crazy. I'm telling you. I, I just thought, why are you hiding behind the window? <laughs> it was so silly. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like here in Australia, I can say, and look, you're asking me to do this because I mean, this virus, so-called virus, is according to the Australian Health Department, 162 times less deadly than the seasonal flu. And yeah. for all of this, you're telling me I must I must perform all these actions. This virus, alleged virus, has killed 111 Australians, allegedly, since they haven't got a proper test for it. I don't even know how we know that. But it's killed 111 Australians, all of them over 75, I think. And we have a population of 25.46 million. It's killed 111 people, and you've shut the whole country down and telling us we all have to be socially isolated for the rest of our lives and all of this rubbish. You know, this is completely absurd. You have more chance of being struck by lightning than you have of dying from coronavirus in this country. You know? I never thought I would it's see that here. I never thought I'd see that sort of reaction here where, oh, because Max, we live in a very small town. I mean, there's not that many cases as it is, the numbers are really low. And this woman was so paranoid hiding behind the glass. And mind you, I had my window mostly up just in case it was freaking her out. But again, she was scared. Um, and uh, not even, I, I shouldn't say she was visibly shaking, but it was almost like, it was almost like that, Max. Like she was that goddamn scared. Mm. This, is, this is terrorism on behalf of the media and the government. You know, it's, this is psychological abuse of people and terrorism that they're, they're putting into the minds of people. And it is. It's terrorism, pure and simple. You know, my goodness, my goodness. Like 9-11, again, you had these multiple drills ahead of time. We mentioned them already. But of course, you also had drills on uh, the morning of 9-11. And of course, you had a crimson contagion and event tool one also close to um, what happened that faithful day when this virus was unleashed? This so-called virus was unleashed, Max. Strange. Yeah, look, you know, the whole the whole Wuhan thing. I mean, I, I I don't even think that was. I think that that was staged. I think they just you know killed a bunch of dissidents or whatever and cooked up this whole concept of a pandemic. 
I don't even think that there was any virus that came out of Wuhan. I think there's just so much disinformation out there. You know, it was never about the virus. It was about the response to the virus. And the Chinese system, the social crediting system, the whole AI system they're rolling out in China, they want this right around the world. And the banksters don't care. You know, all the countries work together. They don't care who, who the, the head of the, the flock is, you know, as long as it's going in the direction that they want. And I, I don't even believe the whole concept of, of the virus coming out of Wuhan. And I, I think it's all been completely and utterly contrived, the whole thing. You know, all propaganda. Even the people of China got fed propaganda. Um, even like, you know, we know how, how um, crazy the, the laws are in China and how hard it is to speak out against the state in China. Oh, yeah. It's so monitored and you know, they don't even have access to the internet the same way we do. How did all of those videos come out? of all of those atrocities in China. How much of that was real? How much of that was staged? How much of it was actors? How much of it was people simply, you know, killing dissidents? Um, you know, all those trucks running around spraying, all that stuff. We've got all those ghost cities in China where nobody lives there. How hard would it be? You know, you've got an army of, of how many million in the Chinese army. You know, how, how hard would it be to bring in, you know, a couple of thousand soldiers, dress them all up in, in civilian gear or whatever, and just run a run a, a theatrical exercise and film it all and make it look like all this stuff's going on when it isn't, you know, and then send it out there. Yes. So the West thinks this whole thing's happening, and it's just it's a media stunt, the whole thing. And it isn't even that you're fooling the West. I mean, the West and the, the Chinese, they're all working together. It's all one big happy crime family. You know, that's what people don't get. There's no remedy in government anywhere. There's no good guys and bad guys in government anywhere. It's all one big puppet show, the whole thing. You know, that's what, I'm saying. that's what I think actually happened. I don't think there was ever any virus that, that came out of Wuhan. I think the whole thing has been a, a media stunt. Some say the George Floyd incident was staged and faked, that he's been, he was dead a long time ago. What? Oh, look. That's a new, a lot that's of a people new, say, yeah, that's a new conspiracy now. Every time anybody gets shot or killed, that's how <laughs> oh, it was crisis actors. I mean, it looked like a guy died and it makes far more sense to kill someone. It isn't like they, they care about life. That's one of the you know, new. Why are you going to get? Yeah, that's why are you going to fake fake an event like mm -hmm. that when you could just just uh, do it? And I think that um, I mean, there's other footage as well where where they're, they're kneeling on his neck and there's no one standing around, and then suddenly there's a whole crowd of people on the sidewalk filming him. You know, so I wouldn't. I wonder where who those people were because we never saw any of the people who were actually filming him. That seemed the, to be a crowd of people there. They never walked into the right, right spots, and they, it seemed to be. You know, very much contrived that they wanted to get it on film. So I think that was definitely stay, but there's no point in, in not killing someone. I mean, it makes far more sense to kill someone. And think about it. If you're a crisis actor and, you know, you're going to go and fake all that, okay, let's say you're George Floyd. You're a crisis actor. Okay, I've got a job for you, George. Right. You've got to come to the, the street here. All you've got to do is lay down in the gutter, face down in the gutter with your hands handcuffed behind your back while a guy kneels on your back and I kneel on your neck and you've got to stay there for 10 minutes. Would you take the gig? No way would you take that gig. Too easy for them to just kill you and use you as a patsy. There's no way a crisis actor would even do that, you know? Yeah, that's just so, one of the, that's just one of the newer know, conspiracies surrounding. It's arguing over details. Right. That's one of the newer uh, conspiracies, Max and Mike, that all of this was uh, staged. That yeah, I this think wasn't real footage. Mm-hmm. I think it was set up to happen. Absolutely, I do. There's a six on the, on the, on the garbage can there. 
Um, just for all the conspiracy theorists, like all the 666 stuff to look at, you can have Freemason signs around the place. All the cops are Freemasons anyway, so you get the Freemason conspiracy guys in there, you get the 666 guys in there, you get the, the crisis actors, all fake guys in there, get them all arguing with each other. So that while they're all arguing with each other, you can all these riots and keep rolling out this COVID system and do all the shit you're doing while they're arguing over the details. Right. That's why you make sure there's a lot of details for them to argue over. That's why you pick someone like Chauvin and, and uh, George Floyd because of the background they've got and the fact that they work together, perfect to do this. I mean, the whole thing, I think, was set up was staged, but that doesn't mean they don't kill people when they sure. do these things, you know? Oh, I agree with you. I just wanted to run that by you and see what your thoughts and opinions were on that. And, of course, I forgot to mention that Italy said that 96% of the virus of fatality suffered uh, from other illnesses. That's uh, what's going on out there in Italy. So, again... The numbers have not been accurate, is what we are finding out. Yeah, you had one Italian politician as well calling out for the arrest of Bill Gates, wanted to charge him with crimes against humanity for what he's done with this uh, contrived pandemic. Um, you had another poli uh, Italian politician, there's been a couple of them speaking out about it, one of them scolding the parliament for wearing masks mm -hmm. and basically saying this is all a hoax, it's all fake. So it's been good. It's been good to see. You know, and the place they used, I think it was, was Lombardo in Italy, where the, the major outbreak was, is the most polluted place in all of Italy with three times the death rate of anywhere else. And so you've got people here dying of respiratory problems. Well, that's what they always die of in Lombardo. Yeah, you have like 200,000 people per annum die in Lombardo, and the closest comparison in any other Italian town is, I think, like 60,000. So – you know, nearly, nearly, or over three times the amount of people or already die in this town every year. So you know, it's it's all very contrived. And Italy's been right out there on the on the front line, calling out this. I mean, a lot of Italian politicians have, but the you know Western media just isn't reporting it. The only place you can find it is when people upload the clips to YouTube because the TV won't tell you. You know, no, the TV never tells you as well as my government here in America. They never admit when they're wrong. Or when they've done something wrong or anything for that matter, they never really give us truth. I mean, we still don't know what happened exactly uh, the time JFK was assassinated. We don't know exactly what happened the morning of 9-11. The facts have not been delivered to the American people. That, in my opinion, should outrage every American citizen and those around the world who were infected, infected, uh, affected by uh, terrorism as well. I mean, just to get down to the meat and potatoes of these things, I mean, shouldn't we be outraged as a people? All, all of um, all walks of life, shouldn't we deserve the truth? Oh, Instead of being lied to? should have been outraged years ago, brother. They should have. I mean, with, with JFK, like you say, I mean, right. right back then when that conspiracy developed around the assassination of JFK. I mean, how many things... Can the United States government do wrong and, and people find out about it through declassified documents or whatever? Years you know, later, yeah. Um, you know, freedom of information stuff, Gulf of Tonkin. I mean, so much stuff that was, that was just completely, utterly wrong, just absolute lies. Even the go back to the overthrow of, uh, you know, the, the um, revolution in Iran in 1954, right. which was completely staged by the United States government. I mean, Iran was a peaceful, democratic nation. Everyone wore Western clothes, and there wasn't any Sharia law anywhere, and it was just a you know a normal place. And then the United States stepped in because they wanted it to go the way it did because they needed it for this whole situation we've got now. 
You know, that was the whole birth of the the Islamic extremists. It was was when the CIA overthrew Mossadegh in nineteen fifty four in Iran and created the whole situation and led it to exactly where we are now. That's right. Created that fear into the minds of people so they could lock us down into this police state that they're doing now, and that the guys are protecting us. You know. Again, I'm going to say this, and it's going to be controversial, and I always say this on the program, but in my opinion, America should have never done what they did to Saddam Hussein. He was yep. the greatest leader of the Muslim free world, yet we fucked all that up. I agree. I can't believe it. Yeah, he, they, uh, they, they did really mess him up. And same with Gaddafi. They did terrible things to Gaddafi. Gaddafi had done incredible things for Libya. Um, Libya was a thriving country when they killed Gaddafi. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's shocking what the what the West has done. And then what they continue to do to Iraq and what they have continued to do to Iraq, you know, all, all you know, to serve their political agenda to create the specter of Islamic extremism in the minds of people and actually, you know, create Islamic extremism, which, you know, I mean, that was created by the West. We didn't hear about any, any of that sort of stuff when I was a kid. There were no Islamic terrorists or, you know, Great movies about Persia and, you know, magic carpets and all that sort of stuff. It was like a great mystical culture when we were children. Right. And suddenly it became this hotbed of terrorists, you know. How did that happen? It was all, all contrived. All contrived and, and it's know, all – To bring about this mm-hmm. – Go ahead. Well, to bring about this situation where we're in now, like I said, but, you know, they couldn't continue to do it with terrorism because people wouldn't believe it. Right. And they tried a few things like climate change. You know, we need a, a common threat, something that's going to unite the world. Well, they've done it with this – this pandemic, this this coronavirus, COVID nineteen, which is in everybody, perfect choice of viruses, you know, coronavirus. Oh my god! You know? Oh yes. And by the way, I do have a another video, a video clip, a audio clip here of the former mayor of America, Rudy Giuliani, and I believe he's talking to Pierce Morgan. I think that's his name. I think that's who it is. And let's play some of that audio. I always find it amusing anytime I get a chance to roll some uh, former mayor of uh, America, Mr. Giuliani clip here. Let's let's play that. Are you boys ready for that? Sure. Here we go. Rudy, I'm sorry, but you you sound completely barking mad. You know that. No, I don't. You've lost the plot. You've lost the plot. And it's sad to see. You, 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 you're the one who got thrown off of television here. Yeah. You had ratings that were about two. Yeah. So don't tell me I've lost anything. You keep going, Rudy. I know what happened to your show, Pierce. Yeah. And I remember the mistakes you made. I remember. And I remember how you sucked up. Yeah, well, I remember. So don't give me that stuff. I know who you are. Well, we'd like you to apologize. You want about me. We'd like to apologize for the language you just used. president, and you are helping to create violence in this country the way you're covering this. When I used to interview you, when I used to interview you, you were an intelligent, reasonable man, and you've gone completely mad, and you sound deranged. You're you're saying that because I don't think it's really sad to see what's happened to you. It's really, it was really sad to see the way your career imploded in the United States, Pierce. If you think I have any respect for you after this. Well, maybe you don't care. Well, but okay. everyone in America knows you're a failed journalist. Really? So well, you know what? To this has turned into a personal argument. You know what, Rudy? You two, and I'm not sure. You know what, Rudy? I had the I had the stomach to stand up and say that your gun culture is completely out of control and unacceptable. And people like you kept telling me, "Don't be ridiculous. We're entitled to go on shooting each other all day long." 
Now I you're lying again. I will stand by you what I did. Quote from me about your stupid comment. Okay. Yeah, I didn't quote that. All right. I, I was quoted, nice enough okay. to keep my mouth shut about you because I liked you. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? You've come on but here. You, you've you been, were thrown out of your job. You've yeah. come on here. You've been rude and abusive. You sound unhinged. I haven't been rude. You've been you using profanity. And you were somebody I, I used to admire, Rudy. Tell me you were somebody I used to I admire. Use. Okay. Rudy Giuliani, thanks very much indeed. Too. What uh, profanity did I use, Meyer? Uh, what sorry. profanity did I use? Well, I don't think we can repeat it, unfortunately. No, I didn't use any profanity. What, okay, so what words did you use that we misheard in the studio? You tell me the profanity I used. Oh. Tell me that, that's exactly what you do to President Trump. There he goes, boys. Um, Rudy Giuliani, well, what, former mayor of America. What was that, Michael? That was a uh, Pierce Morgan there talking to um, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Very angry. I mean, was that like a television show in America or in England? I believe that was here in America. Oh, okay. Well, what was the context of the conversation? Um, you know, they were. I'm forgetting exactly what they were arguing about, but I love a good argument, and I'm not exactly sure what he said prior to that clip that really um, triggered uh, Pierce Morgan. I think they might have got into some sort of a gun debate. I'm, I'm assuming, let, let's find out right now, why exactly Pierce uh, Morgan was so upset That's a with Rudy Giuliani, but yes, go ahead. They were, they were pro both pretty upset. That's a hell of a way for a public figure to conduct an interview. Right. Um, that was not a good idea for And it's a hell of a way for an interviewee to respond to an interview as well. I mean, wow. Yeah, they really these went off the rails there. Are, these are the people that are running our media and controlling our governments. This should be very confidence well, I, I have a comment. I have a comment to that. It is in my personal view – the way I see this is that President Trump has been he has been ridiculed and attacked on a daily basis every minute of the day by every type of news media, journalists, so on and so forth. Uh, and, and it's been going on for three and a half years. By the way, I just wanted to jump in there really quickly and say the reason why they were fighting is because of the um, the riots and uh, George Floyd. Continue. Okay, so uh, all I'm saying is that at this point, if it were me, I would have probably jumped down the reporter's throat as well. And I say that only because how much can a person take? And it's not just President Trump. It's this entire administration, and they get constantly attacked. And if you're a Republican, you get constantly attacked. And um, it's all coming from the left. So and it's coming from the left and from the media. So I'm just saying that maybe it, they're at a point where you know they're at a breaking point. How long can one continually just keep taking it over and over Not again? Not very long, why, Mike. I mean, the Trump administration has had much more of a lineup than a major league baseball team. Fine. That's insane. Said, I've all, never all seen I'm that before. Is, Holy shit! All I'm saying is that after a while. One might think, well, you know, I've had it. You know, you want to keep. They, they've keep had it, all right. <laughs> yeah. So that that's how I'm seeing it. It's crazy. Again, and, and like like mm -hmm. Max said, uh, all right, yeah, it may have been uh, unprofessional, um, uh, not exactly the right thing to do. I agree with you, Max. But at the same time, 
I also I'm at I'm at the point myself where I I want to scream at these people who you know continually like the media who just continually they just continually rip the president apart every single minute of the day. You didn't hear that when Obama was was president. No, there was yeah, no, I, I, no criticism I whatsoever. That. I can understand that. I think a lot of it is contrived, though. You know, I mean, a lot of it, I think a lot of Trump. It's it's a patriot appeasement program. You know, it, it keeps people who would have done something from not doing anything by thinking this guy's in into bat form. And look at the country now. No matter, even if Trump has the best of intentions. I don't see how he can possibly bring the country back to anything resembling stable from what what has become. I don't think anyone can. Yeah. No, either either do I. I don't think it should ever have been allowed to get to this point, and I think it was done deliberately. And I think that there isn't any other president that could have done this. You know, Hillary Clinton, there's no way she could have shut the country down the way she has. There would be civil war instantly. Trump can do it because all the patriots won't stand up because they think that he's in there batting for them. But, you know, it's all leading to the same place. You know, Trump's the only president that could have done this and kept the so-called truth community and patriot movement at bay. He's the only one that could have pulled it off because of the way they view him and some of the speeches he made and the promises he made when he was elected, none of which he has fulfilled except for you know putting a barrier up between you and mexico which now appears to be more about keeping americans in than keeping mexicans out so you know um looking at it from an outside perspective i honestly don't see how any other president could have pulled off um what what has happened to the united states and gotten away with it and still had people in there rooting for him the way trump has the way trump has done and i think that they're all bought and paid for i think presidents are selected not elected, and uh, it's it's all part and parcel of the same club, and it's all leading in the same direction. Nothing's changed. I think it's been a it's been a brilliant strategy, and it's it's worked like a charm. You know, but, you know. Right. Having said that, there's still if people can just come back to themselves, maybe we can still find a way out of this. You know, I mean, there's certainly a lot of people waking up to the fact that the government isn't their friend. Exactly, and of course, these emotions that run through everyone—that's what they want you to feel. The anger that you feel, Mike, that's contrived. They want you to feel that way. You have to understand, there is a mind I war felt going like this on. For, I felt like this for 25 years. That's what they want you to feel, thanks to television and media. They want you to feel the way that you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I felt like that for a long time as well. I was a very angry young man, you know, sure. because that's what I was programmed to be. That's, exactly. That's what it's all about. That's why a lot of the pop music and all the, the pop culture and teenage culture is all about to create angry young men and angry Pre- young women. Pre-programming at your finest. Yeah, the only difference yeah. with me, though, is that when I was a young musician um, and angry at the government and religion, I wrote about, you know, I wrote music. I didn't go out breaking windows, setting p- buildings on fire, and punching veterans in the face. Yeah, but they can't, you can't really do that anymore. You can't really go and enjoy bands, do that sort of stuff anymore, so that sort of culture anymore. So you got to find an outlet. Sports games are closed down. See, all the, the tribal stuff's gone. All the stuff, people used to go to gyms, used to go to clubs, used to go to pubs, used to go to football games, go to all this stuff, go watch action movies. All of these are pressure relief valves. You take that all away and you lock people down for three months and you end up with a lot of really angry people. That it's just a pressure cooker waiting to explode. 
And then when you want to bring in martial law, well, what do you do? You trigger a, a violent riot by going and killing a black guy on camera, be, you know? Be that as it may, be that as it may, uh, I find the actions of people who are destroying things and causing ha- havoc and chaos over this, the death of this, this George Floyd, I find it a, a horrendous. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous because the, there's no longer a point. And all I'm saying is that if, if you're going to, you know, the, the, in America, we got the freedom of speech, speech. It's our first amendment. And I, I believe in protest, but once you start destroying and breaking, I'm sorry, I, I, I disagree with you to a certain extent, Max, only because, all right, yeah, there, there's some built up tension with everybody being locked up for, 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 for three months. Believe me, I, I'm with you on that. But at the same time, I think it's just a matter of education and, and being brought up the right way where these people are just getting angry at a situation that was brought on. Well, I can't really say why it was brought on. I don't have the answer. All I'm saying is that these people have gotten out of control. Again, Mike, I, this I, has to do with pre-programming well, and what they want you to feel and how to act. I mean, everyone's was, being um, the, uh, misled here. The prosperity pimps, the race baiters, all of them are on. Uh, they're all out of control right now, Mike, influencing and encouraging people to act the way they do. Again, this is all part that, of the plan. That's the thing you see, like you've got everybody in this state of, of complete stress from the lockdown. So right. you go out and you kill this guy on TV. And as soon as you do that, you have groups like Antifa and Black Lives Matter come in there and t- stir it up. And they're the ones who are smashing everything. It isn't the people who are actually protesting the George Floyd That's right. death. I, I realize people, that. The, the people who are doing all the smashing and violence couldn't give a shit about George Floyd. They just want to go out and smash stuff because that's of what they're course. paid to do. Right. You know? And I then agree. you have people that are, that are you know, downtrodden people who live in the suburbs, homeless people, people who've had a freaking hard life anyway, people from the Bronx or whatever, you know, people that are just having a hard time, people from, from the ghetto somewhere, you know, and and they just they just want to join in because they just always wanted to see They want to be a part they, of the game. life in such a state of frustration anyway, so they just get easily led. They want to be so a part of the bandwagon. Crowd right. And, you know. But absolutely, I mean, it's all contrived, absolutely contrived. But but you've got to see how it's all been planned to happen. And it's it was a powder keg waiting to happen. All they needed was the right trigger. And then all you've got to do is create the wave, which is what Antifa and Black Lives Matter do. And the wave will sweep up all the debris along with it and bring it with you. And that will all join the wave because that's just what everyone's doing. You know, group think. Yeah, these things are happening. What one, what once was considered a conspiracy is now what we today call reality. A fresh pallet of bricks placed in multiple cities. Hmm. You have to wonder. And of course, non-government organizations are at hand again, causing people not to think rationally. The instigators, the prosperity pimps, the race hustlers, all of these individuals are encouraging senseless, uh, senseless acts of violence, further destroying any chance of this country getting back to what is considered normal. And all of it is, is going according to plan, Max and Mike. This is a no win situation for the cops or for the country. History seems to be repeating itself. And I've said these things come in cycles. We definitely understand the frustration from Americans and of course those around the nation. It's like 1968 all over again. And I saw that in the chat room and you're right. You're right. 
Well, it is. It's it's like that all over again. Only this is is far more dramatic, and it's so contrived, and it's all a misdirection of energy. You know, you frustrated people and get them to misdirect the energy and destroy their own infrastructure for you, and that's unfortunately what's happening. You know, very sad things. So. It's extremely sad. <coughs> you might have COVID nineteen now, Max. Bit of, co- bit of COVID, mate. Your COVID. COVID in the air. Yeah, your COVID is acting up. <laughs> Yeah, I was, my COVID, COVID knees moved up to my throat a little bit. <laughs> by, by the way, Max and Mike, I got to ask you, you know, I'd be surprised if there even is an election. You know, America doesn't seem to be coming back. Oh, there'll be I, an election. That. They'll, they'll come to your house if they have to. A melon vote, vote, Mike? Absolutely. You think we might do that, Melon? I don't know if it's going to be mailing. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's going to be, but I guarantee you. We will be voting. Okay. Go ahead, Max. No, I was wondering that myself. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm just curious. whether they'll be able to hold an election in the in the current uh, state of the United States, depending on whether they can quell these riots. I mean, if there's, there's martial law everywhere, well, and everyone's voting from home digitally, well, it's kind <laughs> of faith-based voting. You have to it? remember, you have to remember the Democrats will do anything to get President Trump out of office, anything, which means Nancy Pelosi will show up at your house, Michael. Oh, my gosh. She has to get you to vote for her. <laughs> don't yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think it makes any difference between who's up there, whether it's a, a red candidate or a blue candidate. I think all roads lead to the same place. They're just two faces of the same coin. Uh, I, I don't think it makes a lick of difference. I don't think there is any left or right. It's all, it's all two wings of the same bird. I used to think that myself, Max, until Donald Trump became president. I, I, I sincerely believe that it's gotten to the point where, um, for me at least, I can say that I truly believe that there is a separation of powers, particularly with Donald Trump as an agitator uh, in, in the White House, because that's what he's become. He, he, he has agitated the, the, the right and the left. It's not, you know, they're, they're pissed. They don't want him in there. He's been doing too much. Mm, he, he, ups- well, he upsets the establishment. Well, yeah, the, America's pretty chaotic at the moment. Um, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's none of it could have happened without without Trump's you know, help. So I, I, mean, I agree. They, they're all involved. They're all involved. So you know, I. I I really think he's he's just a patron appeasement program. I really do. Like I said, I don't I don't trust any politicians. I think it's all theatre. I think they all work for, together. I don't think anyone who's in the club does get into any position of power in any country. If they're not in the club, they don't get to that position. And you know that that's what I think anyway. I I, I just think uh, it's it's uh, it's up to us. It's up to us to realize what's really going on here and how we can lead ourselves and what we really are. We don't need government at all. We don't need these people. All I've done is destroy the world. Have a, have a look at the place. Yeah, every problem that we have in the world today is a result of legislation put in place by government, everything. And everything that prevents you from fixing those problems is a result of red tape legislation put in place by government. It's the same thing. And the only thing we need governments for is to protect us from other governments. So why do we need the governments? You know, Get rid of the governments and all the problems would go away. And I don't think there will ever be any political remedy found. I think this is all about people being out of touch with who and what they are. And I think if people actually rediscovered themselves, we could change the world in a day. 
And until we do that, nothing's going to change. We can go and march and protest and ask a new nanny and vote in a new politician to, to fix things all we want. But it's, you know, when you look at our system, people, it's people's need for the mundane, people's love for the mundane, people's love of routine. They don't want their routine to be destroyed. They have this way, they go about their lives, they just want more money in the paycheck so they can buy more stuff, but don't disturb my routine. That's what it's about. You know, and, and frankly, I mean, the human race needs a bit of a shake-up. Um, it's a shame that it's coming in the way that it's coming. But perhaps this will be the shake-up that they need to rediscover themselves and realize that no one's coming to save them, no politician, not until they step into themselves and step into their heart. That's what will change everything. You know, and this is an opportunity to do that, you know, not to go out there and follow these groups and march around and burn things down or to vote this guy in or this guy out or any of that sort of stuff. You know, change the perspective that we have of the world and how we interact with the world on a daily basis and you'll change the world and nothing else ever will. You know, it's until people get there. So, you know, I think a lot of this is just distracting people from all that. that. That's how yeah, I that, feel about that. religion. Religion should be, if religion were wiped out, the world would probably be a better place. And that's what I have always thought myself. Um, these never-ending holy wars that uh, would never even exist. And our government probably wouldn't be making money off of it as well. I mean, everyone's making money off of something. Well, well, modern religions and more political ideologies and religions anyway, I mean, they might have their saviors and their particular, you know, prophets in there, but they're more based on political ideologies anyway. I mean, that's what religion has been used for, to promote political ideologies and to promote uh, politics, really. So, I mean, it's all, it's all part and parcel to the same thing. You know, it's all part of the control grid. Um, I have a great connection with with the life force, God, creator, source, whatever you want to call it. I don't particularly need any religion to get in the way. I already have my own connection. I don't need to read any book describing anybody else's connection. So that's, that's just me personally. Right. I think some people need these sorts of things, but I think it's all been shifted into political perspectives, you know, religion intertwined into it, you know, rather than just what the basis of the religions was supposed to be. But I think all of these these belief systems that are external to ourselves are all, you know, they're all part of the control grid. I think all of this stuff is part of the control grid. So, you know, it frustrates me how easily we could actually change the world if people would just find them looking into their own hearts. And that, that's what I find the most enormously frustrating thing about this whole situation, the fact, you know, how quickly we could actually change the world if we simply chose to be good people, you know, and it's really not that hard to do. Absolutely. The problem, Max, the problem with that, Max, is that humanity is not any better than any animal on earth. We are competitive. We are warmongering. We are murderers. We are cheaters. We covet, so on and so forth. That's just how humanity is. The problem is that nobody wants to accept that. And they think that just because we are humanity, that we're better than a snake or a rabbit or a lion or a moose. And, and they just think that, oh, well, you know, we're human. So we have a soul and we're better than that. But that's not the case. We have been fighting for 10, well, probably a million years since the caveman times. I was going to say 10,000 years since the beginning of like structured societies and tribes, but it's been before that. Since the dawn of time, mankind kills 
other mankind. Well, man so is a wolf to man, no doubt. Exactly. So we're never going to change. As much as we can sit here and say, oh, we're better than that, it's not going to change. It's not. It'll never yeah. change. I don't know. You know, I, 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 um, I think history is wrong. I think history is a lie. Um, I don't think that we ever lived in caves. I don't think there's enough caves for people to have ever lived in caves. I think cavemen, the remnants that we find of people who lived in caves, but probably people sheltering in caves after cataclysms. I think we had a worldwide culture that got along quite, quite well and quite fine with each other. I think, you know, when you look at it, I mean, the, the problem is, I mean, we, we are more powerful and we have more potential than other species simply because we have sentience, the power of thought, we have opposable thumbs, we can build machines and we can do things that other species can't. You know, but sentience and the power of thought gives man a greater potential than other species, but it also gives us a greater vulnerability to imbalance. And given that, most human beings are apt to go wrong at some time in their life to a greater or lesser degree simply due to this um, this greater potential that they have. And it's it's up to us to see what we can do with that greater potential, to admit that we do have greater potential than other species. I mean, look what we've done. We couldn't have destroyed the earth to the extent that we have if we didn't have such incredible potential that comes through the power of, of sentience and the power of speech. You know, sentient thought and speech, the, the ability to be able to communicate on the level that we can gives us an incredible amount of potential as a collective. So, you know, it's that it's that vulnerability to imbalance and that that disconnection of what we really are that creates the problem. You know, we've been we've been taught to be ourselves. We've been taught not to be real human. Most people don't even know what it really means to be a real human being because they have no idea what their true potential is. You know, we've been we've been interfered with in so many ways, physically, intellectually, um, biologically. Just the fact that our pineal gland is closed and we're experiencing such a small aspect of reality, we, we're not able to um, perform the instinctual activities of other species because that's been taken from us. Imagine if we had access to those higher languages and those higher uh, experiences and those higher instincts that a lot of tribal people still have, but we can't communicate with them because we don't know the, the ancient tribal languages of the people who live in the jungle, the sort of people who will know when a tsunami is coming, so they'll pack up and leave the area before it comes because they can read the energy field changing, this sort of stuff. So, you know, we've, we've got to really... Um, when condemning ourselves as a species, we've really got to look at how much our potential has been limited and how much potential is actually there if we could only realize it is there. So, yeah, we, we've been brutalized on so many levels. And in many ways, we are we are like a, a small child that is having access to you know, 1% of its brain, which is simply throwing a tantrum because it doesn't know what's going on. But it isn't its fault that it, it became that way. It, it it may be something of its fault if it if it refuses to admit that's the way it is and, and um, doesn't work to find a path out. But it, you know you can't blame people for the state that they're in. When you look at how people have been brutalised through this world, you can't. You know I see what's happening now as a, as a a natural progression of what's been done to the human human species. You know. Did you say right. that you don't believe there was early man? I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand that statement. I don't believe there were. Ever, I don't believe there were ever men living in caves. No, I don't believe in cavemen. 
um, um, we found bones in caves. I think these people lived uh, there probably after cataclysms, probably found shelter in caves. You know, if New York was going to fall down and, and there was going to be an earthquake and you had to run to the hills, you'd found a cave to live in. Um, then we'd find your bones 200 years from now and say, oh, look, man lived in caves in well, 2020. Maybe, maybe New York maybe, sunk beneath the ocean, so we don't know that's there, you know. Maybe, so. maybe I should restate. Maybe I should restate what I was saying. I mean, you might have taken me too literally. I'm talking about early man, where they lived. They lived in caves or tents or lean-tos or whatever. But at some point, humanity did begin at some point, and we weren't living in condominiums. So I'm not quite sure what you were what you were referring to. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't believe in our history at all. Um, I don't even believe this world is what we're told it is. Um, I have all sorts of weird uh, concepts that have been going around in my head uh, about what this human experience really is. Um, I find more evidence of this being a holographic type program type experience than anything else. Um, and, and given that, even the concept of what is what is good and evil, um, it's simply polarity. It's there's so much more to this than what's going on, and I mean, the, what what people can see on the surface, so much, so much more to it that, that people fail to see. So, um, you know, I just so some of the stuff in the last few years that I've gone through, I, like I've, I've got to stress that I do not believe one single word of history, none of it. I don't believe any of it to be true at all. I don't believe in the Roman Empire. I don't, I don't believe any of that stuff happened. I think it's all just written in books. It's all put there to give us this concept that we've always lived in this feudal society where societies and people were always hating at each other and there was all these wars and all this stuff and it's always been this way, which explains the situation that we're in now. But I don't think it's always been this way at all. You know, when I look at the ancient architecture and the stuff that's around the world, I think we had a, a reasonably peaceful culture that had a, a common um, belief, religion, whatever you want to call it, uh, a common set of rules, a common set of morals, a common way of life that existed on, on most of the world. And I think we lived in a, a pretty respectful state. I think there were hundreds of billions of people on Earth previously. I don't think the world's overpopulated in the slightest. Not even, you know, I think it could hold hold you know, 100 times the amount of people that it's got now if it was, was managed properly, and I think it was once. So, you know, I, I just don't go with history at all. And a, a lot of the problem that we have is the fact that we are so disconnected biologically that we're not able to access our higher senses. So, you know, I think that if we could access these higher senses, I mean, all the all the questions would be answered. I think, you know, all the information still exists. It still exists in the field. It still exists. You can have access to it if you could bring yourself online. You know, and I've almost got to that point at times in meditation where I've had these sort of experiences. So, you know, I think – so much of what we're experiencing is simply a distraction, and and there's there's a much much bigger picture than what anybody would care to look at. Understood, and of course, Max, I do want to thank you tremendously for being a part of the program. It's been an astonishing conversation with you yet again. We will have to do this. Uh, uh, we have to do this again. Run it back for a uh, part uh, two of this discussion. Very very entertaining and fascinating. Uh, picking your brain here, Max. But again, one more question. Where do you see this going, Max, in your opinion? All of this. Well, that's going to depend on us. That's going to depend on us. Yeah, we, we're right on the cusp right now. We're going to be either be led into this uh, horrendous smart grid, which will end up being a Hunger Games type society, 
where there'll be people who are living within the system and those who are living outside who are living in abject poverty, completely isolated from the system at all, or we'll, we will step into who we are and we'll see this for the scam that it is and we'll remove these parasites from power. Um, and it can be done peacefully. I mean, to a degree, it can be done peacefully. We don't need, like, you know, we don't need to go and burn down government buildings or anything. What we need to do is, is step into what we are. And hopefully this is the opportunity that people will find to do that. And I, I, it, it sounds complicated when I say that sort of stuff. People say, what do you mean step into who we are? It's just I don't know how else to explain it. I, I really don't know how else to explain it. But, you know, to have that respect for yourself that you respect other people and just step away from this system and support each other, we, we have an opportunity to do that now. We have an opportunity to see how useless this whole system was, all these jobs and all this stuff we used to do just so we could collect money to pay to be alive. Why do we have to pay to be alive? Maybe people will use this as an opportunity to ask those sort of questions. Now, either that, I mean, we have an opportunity for freedom here, but, but through it, even that, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to suffer in the coming year or two because a lot of people are you know, stuck into that matrix and the supply chains are going to break down. You're going to see a lot of violence and you're going to see a lot of upheaval. You know, and what what the new world is that comes out of that, the new world that is birthed, you know, it's going to be up to us whether it's a new world or whether it's a new world order, which is what we don't want. So, you know, there, there are two opportunities here. But either way, um, in the birth of anything, it's, it's always a, a violent and, and painful process as any birth. And that's what we're seeing here, the, the birth of a new world. It's just uh, going to determine us on what that world will be. You know, I hope for the best, but, you know, I, I can't guarantee that will happen. It's, it's going to depend on us, brother, and how much people are prepared to admit what's happening and to step into what they really are and, and step up to the plate and be counted. Amazing. Please feel free to plug anything you'd like, Max, before we let you go here. I don't have much to plug, brother. You'll find everything about me at my website, thecrowhouse.com. You can go there. It's all for free. I, I don't uh, do commerce or anything. So, yeah, I don't have much to plug. I mean, I'm still on YouTube. My, my YouTube channel's there, The Crow House. I've been banned from Facebook. I got kicked off iTunes. I think my stuff's there, but you can't download it. Oh, no. I got kicked off Spotify, but that's been um, – I'm now reinstated on Spotify, but the whole archive's gone and all the subscribers are gone. But you can find my stuff on Spotify again. But, yeah, it's all, all at thecrowhouse.com. And while I'm on YouTube, I'm there. If I get kicked off YouTube, like I have Facebook, then you'll find me on BitChute and Hive and Steam it in a few places. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, brother. Always a pleasure. Very nice. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. Thanks, Max. We will chat with you again on the other side. Okay. Hello, Michael. Take care, brother. And there he goes, boys and girls, the one and only Mr. Max Egan. And, uh, Mike, we are set for a break here. Yeah, I just want to say one thing. Um, Just for the record, there are plenty of people that have left – uh, that that have a choice and have chosen to live or uh, pay to live free um, uh, of capitalism or socialism. A- and these people, they, uh, they have left civil society and have lived solely off the land and lived in an entire – and they have lived their entire lifetime uh, without being part of uh, the normal life that we know it. So – I have to disagree with Max on that as well because uh, we don't – we're not completely forced to pay 
to live the lifestyles that we do and that we pay to live the lifestyles that we do to buy cars, to buy houses, uh, to buy food. That, that's how capitalism works. Uh, and and, I, and it is my personal opinion that capitalism has been the best uh, scenario that has enabled everyone to get something for something. It's almost like a trade barter kind of Sure. Thing. I'm not sure that's what he was talking about, but I agree with you on that, no doubt. And uh, Mike, that number is still calling me. <laughs> I don't know who the hell that is. But they, they haven't stopped. And they haven't left a message. Nope. I'll, I'll call them back and see what the hell they want. I, I'm interested to know because, you know, about, about two weeks ago, I had a very similar situation. Somebody just kept calling me and calling me. And I, I picked up the phone and I could hear them. They were there. They were just, they, they were pranking me. Who yes. the hell knows who that was? But yes, well, I'll find out right now, Mike, and give you the rundown. But of course, it is that time to go on a little break. And I think we deserve it. It's time to go to the restroom, go to the kitchen, and uh, refuel for part two here. Yep. I'm going to go take a nap. Go for it, Mike. I'll talk to you in a moment. <laughs> Uh, five minutes? Yes. All right, brother. All right, see you soon. And uh, there he goes. And, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go on a little break here. And when we return, part two, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Well, my baby's coming to the equation. I will cook your ass up so fast. And I'll tell him, oh, I killed a cow out back, baby. Here it is because my baby's ain't going to die for your crap, your failure. I will eat your leftist ass like corn on the cob. I'm ready. I'll barbecue your ass flat. I will eat you. <laughs> 